We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be, and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I'll be your host on this December twenty-fourth, Christmas Eve. Jimmy Christensen, Merry Christmas Eve. And uh, very early Christmas to you. And uh, or, you know, if you're if you so happen to say happy Christmas, um, if you know, you know, um, but uh, Jimmy, well, I I mean, yes, but I was essentially going for Harry Potter because I don't know British people. So that's the only reference I have for it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. But yeah. Merry Christmas Eve to you, Jimmy. Um, And. we got a Packers game on Christmas Eve, and um, well, let's just say um, I don't know about you, Jimmy, but my my Christmas kind of depends on the Packers today. And uh, with the way they've been playing lately, like I don't feel great about that. Like I know they're playing the Panthers, but like I just shouldn't. I just wouldn't feel great if my Christmas depended on the Packers. Like I feel like that should be the first thing that we address. <laughs> Oh, what? That my Christmas depends on the Packers? Yeah. yeah. If it was a Christmas Day game, I understand. But you have like a whole 24 hours to push yeah, it on like your memory. Yeah, complete 24 hours because, you know, well, like 16. A game will get over about 3 o'clock. But, yeah, if I wake up the next day still pissed off about it, that's that's not great. Yeah, that, that's some – you got to have some self-reflection at that point. <laughs> yeah, you got to ask Santa for different stuff. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, before we get into it, Jimmy, uh, are you doing anything for, for Christmas? Are you guys traveling? Uh, you and the family just staying put? What are you guys doing? We're going down uh, to Milwaukee. So we'll we'll leave here like Christmas Eve. We're going to do our little family Christmas and the kids open presents and all that stuff. Hadley has a little Christmas service at church. And then uh, Monday we'll drive down. 
just drive down to the family, hang out with my, uh, my sisters and parents and all that stuff. Get way too many gifts. Not, not us. Sorry. My kids will get way too many gifts that yeah, I have to figure out. How- get nothing. <laughs> oh yeah. We're not getting anything, which is fine. We, we, my family actually, we started a rule and it's fantastic. Like we don't give gifts to each other and we've been doing it for the last like five years and I love it so much. But then I had kids and now I just, my car is absolutely full on the way home. <laughs> no, mom, I don't have any more room in the car for gifts yeah. that you have for me or my wife. <laughs> I cannot fit another bike in the car. <laughs> well, well, that's awesome. I, I mean, yeah, my uh, Annie and I, we uh, we got family in town. And so we'll just be doing some low key stuff with with my side of the family. and. Um, it'll be nice. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully the Packers will be nice to all of us and not lose to the two and 12 Panthers. Um, Jimmy, let's just, let's get into this game. Cause I mean, you know, Green Bay three weeks ago, they were, they were six and six coming off two monster wins against the Lions and the Chiefs. And we yeah. all thought, man, 11 and six, like that's doable. The schedule is looking really great. And then Joe Barry apparently just decided that like coaching, like had like a two week vacation in, you know, in December and, um, you know, six and eight, not feeling so great now about uh, where the Packers are at, but um, man, two and 12 Panthers. I I saw a stat Jimmy this week that Bryce Young has not thrown a touchdown pass in a month. He'll He'll throw one against us. Well, so so here's the thing. I'm 100% guarantee. Like, if I was taking bets, 100% he's throwing a touchdown. What I'm more worried about is multiple. Um, <laughs> because that feels very real right now with the way that Joe Barry and this defense has been going. But, uh, Jimmy, I, I know there's been a lot of talk about Joe Barry and whether or not he should have been fired after last week. You know, does it make sense with, you know, only three games left to fire him? Probably not. Um, this game feels like to me, like if the if the Packers lose and it's the defense's problem, like a, a defensive problem yet again, like it feels like you can't just like tell the team, you know what, guys, just give them the last two weeks and then we'll fire them at the end of the year. Like this feels like a, if you lose, like people should lose their jobs. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Multiple people. I don't mean just Joe Barry. Like there's a lot of people that should be losing jobs. And I know it's a bad time of year to be saying that, but like, that's like really what this game feels like. The Panthers oh, are, are terrible. Yeah. It a hundred percent should be if we lose this game. Like I understand the argument. And again, I, I do, I'm a softy. And after seeing Joe Barry's press conference where he was like, honestly, this week has been hard for like me and my family. Uh, there's part of me that's like, well, I've, I felt bad for him. But at the same time, it's like, it's a business. And I, <laughs> I had to not focus on that part, but it, uh, I, it doesn't make sense to fire him with three games left. It, I go back and forth. Like it doesn't, especially if they, there's not someone they're confident in. Uh, but I was looking, I was reading an article, I think it was Washington, I'll, Washington Post or something. They did an article after the commander's, fired Jack Del Rio just to like do a deep dive on uh, defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators that were fired midseason and how the, the team did after that. And they said there was an improvement for defenses that had their D coordinator fired. It was much rarer than offensive coordinator. There was an improvement in play, but the team still went like 
they had like five wins and like 17 losses. So like there was an improvement, but it didn't really make that much, much of a difference for the team overall. So that's the part point right now too, or part right now is like, yeah, we might fire them. There might be a slight uptick in the def- like on the defense, but at this point they're so entrenched in this philosophy and this, in this coaching style for the last three years, all season long that I really don't know if making that change right now would do much, but if they lose to the Panthers, screw everything I just said and fire him immediately because we can't let it happen. Well, I think the bigger thing is like, what message are you sending to the team? Like, like, cause I don't, I don't like if they would lose, I don't anticipate that the final two weeks of the season would look any better or any different, but I feel like there at some point you've got to be like, look, we got to send a message to people that this is just not acceptable and that, and that we take it seriously what's going on. But I mean, you know, it's Christmas. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be focusing on the negative. We shouldn't be focusing on the negative. Let's look at the positive here. Um, you know, Green Bay very much should beat the Panthers. The Vikings. I don't know what to make of that game in a week. And then you get the Bears at home, and you know, should be able to take care of that. Like nine wins, even if you don't make the playoffs. Nine wins for this team in year one of Jordan Love. Like take that like that, that seems like a, a, a you know a you know it, it'd be disappointing if they win nine games and miss the playoffs but there's about not there's it, like a 90 or 93 percent chance we do make the playoffs if we win out so i think if we get to that point we're we're in well and and, and but more my point is is if you get to nine and eight you know like i feel like that's still a good success rate especially considering where this team was like seven weeks into the season yeah. you know Year one, I mean, year one of Aaron Rodgers was six and ten. They didn't even sniff the playoffs, you know, and and so uh, it it's I, I think that this team's trended in the right direction. I think yeah, they've obviously got some things to figure out. Defense is definitely one of them, but I, I think the team's trended in the right direction, and I think they're overall. While we're disappointed with the way the last two weeks have turned out, I think they're in a in a overall a very good spot. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. You've seen a lot of promise from the offensive side of the ball. And even with the defense struggling, you can still find those bright spots with seeing that we definitely have somebody in Carrington Valentine. Um, I know I, Quay Walker, he's been hurt this year. Devondre, there's a drama surrounding him. But like Isaiah McDuffie has really stepped up. Uh, Devontae Wyatt's been playing decent. Uh, Carl Brooks seems to be a big find. So like there's, we're definitely in a good spot. And it was Kenyon Drake tweeted out yesterday or two days ago where he said, uh, I'm the oldest player on offense. I'm not even 30 yet. Like this team's going to be pretty much like this team's going to be scaring some people in a few years. Uh, So there's like, there's definitely things to be happy about with this team. If we make the playoffs, it's just an added bonus. If we don't, like we have a core that we can build around and keep succeeding. And we have a former quarterback's contract off the books next year. So we can actually have some wiggle room to maybe bring in some players because Green Bay is a vacation destination. Yes, it is. You know, all that nice warm weather in December and January that 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 they get there. So, uh, well, Jimmy, let's quick just pour over some of the key injury reports. Uh, Devondre Campbell, he's got a neck injury. He did not practice at all this week. Uh, no shocker, especially, too, after his comments from this week. Uh, he's not playing uh, on Sunday. No real surprise there. Uh, Darnell Savage, he's got a shoulder injury. He didn't practice at all this week either. He is not playing. 
Um, and Luke Musgrave, they activated his 21-day window uh, to return from his lacerated kidney. Um, he didn't practice this week. Uh, he's not playing either. But great to see Musgrave on that 21-day activation because, you know, even if he could just get up and get some reps in that Bears game the last week of the season, like, that would be great. But um, so good to see that there. And then Christian Watson, um, he's got his hamstring injury still. He did not practice at all this week. Uh, I saw today the Packers elevated Bo Melton from the um, practice squad to the active roster, which essentially tells you that Christian Watson's not playing. Um, and then uh, let's see who else. There's one. More, I thought there was one more doubtful that I'm missing here. Oh, Emmanuel uh, Wilson. Uh, yeah. You know, he's still dealing with that shoulder injury. He too has been activated to return to the active roster. Um, but he was a limited participant in practice this week. They have him listed as doubtful. Jimmy, I don't see them rushing him back because Aaron no. Jones did not have a de injury designation this week, so he should be full go. Um, yeah. And I know A.J. Dillon, he's listed as questionable with that broken thumb. Still will be interesting to see what they decide to do with him uh, because I don't think there's any question right now with A.J. Dillon about his, his play. I think it's all what kind of ball security can he get with that broken thumb we talked about it last week. I would assume it's literally the exact same question this week. And I think, like, whatever that answer is with the ball security will determine whether or not he plays. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I think I don't I don't foresee him playing. Um, I think they're just going to give him some time with that thumb to kind of heal up. I Just looking at this list right now, too, like, one thing that confuses me is I feel like we did the same thing with – Jair Alexander, like Matt LaFleur even mentioned it, saying that it was more of a miscalculation why he still isn't playing and wasn't put on IR. But now I feel like we're doing the same thing with Christian Watson. He's about to most likely miss his third week in a row. If he misses next week too, or this keeps lingering, I'm I'm confused on why he just wasn't put on IR to just open up that roster spot for four weeks. It's the same thing we just did with Jair. It seems like we're doing it with uh, with Christian Watson right now too. But so he'll be out. I I don't know. I I don't really I'm not too worried even with these injuries. I think the one that bums me the most or would be bummed out the most of this is if uh Jaden Reed missed. I think he'll be the biggest the biggest issue. Yes. He, he didn't participate all week. He's still listening as questionable. I know with his chest injury before. Now you add the toe to it. He left last week's game with that. Uh I don't know. I'm really it's I'm surprised they put him as questionable. Uh but we'll see. I think he'll be the biggest hit out of anything just because we're used to not playing with Christian Watson. We're used to not playing with Jair. I've mentioned Devondre. I know he's out. Isaiah McDuffie's been playing more than serviceable. I think if we're missing Reed, is going to be a huge hit to this offense because we're already down a bunch of playmakers. Um, and then with Wicks, too, he'll play. He's limited participant. Um, played last week with that same ankle injury. So it's all going to come down to Reed. I think even without him, we'll find a way to win. This Panthers team is absolutely awful. But that would throw definitely throw a little monkey wrench into into the plans. Yeah, and you know I, I keep looking at this injury list, and you know there's a lot of names on it. Uh, you know, like I mean, just for just for some context for you for all of you listening, if you haven't seen the list, I mean these are all players that whether they have injury designations or not, these are just all the players that are currently listed on the injury report: Jair Alexander, Devondre Campbell, AJ Dillon, Kingsley Enigbare. Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Owens, Jaden Reed, Darnell Savage, uh, Quay Walker, Christian Watson, Devontae Wicks, Emmanuel Wilson, Luke Musgrave, Rudy Ford, Caleb Jones. Like, I mean, TJ Slayton. Like, 
Yeah, like like there there's there's a bunch of names on that list, and uh, granted, you know, probably half to more than half of them are going to play through injury or they don't have an injury designation. But you know, it, it the, the list is long every week, and I feel like the last three weeks I've been saying, well, I know, like, would it be nice to have Jair on Sunday? Like, yeah, it would be great, but like, we shouldn't need him to beat the the Giants. Right. We shouldn't need Christian Watson to beat the Giants. We shouldn't need, you know, uh, Aaron Jones to beat the Giants. And then you freaking lose. And it's like, well, maybe it would have been nice. So, like, this is one of those things that, like, I think the injury list right now. And when I say this week, you shouldn't need some of these guys to beat the Panthers. Like, that is like full bar. Like, I mean, that's just how bad the Panthers are. Um you know, yeah. I think both of their wins this year, they've come on last second field goals. And I know last weekend they kicked three field goals to win the game. Like they didn't yes. score an offensive touchdown. And when they beat the Texans, I don't think they may have scored one touchdown. So like, you know, th- this team is really bad. So like you really shouldn't need, like you should be okay to still go out there and win, you know, without some of these guys. But, you know, we we've said that before and, you know, man, it would just be really nice if they could be healthy. And it just it just seems like this year is that year for them, Jimmy, where they're just dealing with injuries all year long. I know every team does, but like I'm even looking at the uh, the Panthers injury report here. And, you know, <clears throat> everybody on their injury list for they have three questionable players for Sunday's game. And on Friday, everybody but one was a full participant. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like now again, Panthers aren't great. So, you know, and I can't, and that's not showing me their, you know, IR list either. So that, that could be a long list too. But like, man, it'd be sure nice if we could just have a bunch of full participants instead of like, I, like I'm looking here one, one full participant for the practice uh, for the Packers on Friday. One. And that, that is Caleb Jones, who, yeah. Like, ultimately, don't think he's making a huge impact for us on Sunday. No. But I could be wrong. But, um, you know, it, it's just it's kind of a bummer that, you know, you get all these injuries and, again, should be able to win this game without him. Hey, friends. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found Game Time. Game Time is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Yeah, 100%. Like, you said it already. We've said it. 
regardless of injuries, the Panthers are the worst, a worse team than the Packers. They haven't been able to do anything all season. They should easily be a game that we win no matter who's on the field right now based off this injury list. Like our offense is too good. Their offense is too bad. Like that's all it comes down to. We will score more points. That's it. I like there's, I'm not going to overcomplicate it. This Panthers suck. We're average. We should win. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's segue into the actual game itself. Then Jimmy, um, like we do every week, let's start with the offensive side of the ball for the Packers. Um, what are you looking, uh, what are you keeping an eye on the most with this Packers offense versus the Panthers defense? Yeah, with the offense, I'm going to go with getting the running game going. I said it last week, going to say this week, especially with the Panthers team that is top, what is it, for PFF, they are in the bottom 10 for for run defense, or they're about 11th run defense in the uh, per their grades. They, they're they even worse than that, though. I know the grade puts them at 11. They're bottom, they're the bottom five team against the run. Aaron Jones last week against the Buccaneers, the first drive, he had eight touches, 43 yards, and then he finishes a game with 13 touches for 53. Like the rest of the game outside of that first drive, he had five more carries. Like that can't happen. Like this has to be something that Aaron Jones is a consistent part of the offense. We got all the way down to the four-yard line against the Buccaneers that first drive before uh, before we failed on that fourth down. Like Aaron Jones being part of the offense only improves it. And so this, this week against a crummy run defense – it is the perfect time to just let Aaron Jones loose. His first time not having a an injury designation in a while. He's almost back to I know he's he's not 100% nobody is right now at this time in the NFL, but he's as close as he can get and we need to just let him loose, especially if Reed misses misses some of the game or is limited this game. We need Aaron Jones to be a focal point in this offense. This is the perfect defense to do it against. Uh so that's what I'll be looking for is Matt LaFour to for the first time in his tenure to let Aaron Jones go. Yeah, I mean, I I was going to hit on something similar with that, with, with the offense. You know, that was my big frustration last week is, like you said, eight carries to start the game on that first drive and then to finish with, what, uh, five 13, more, five over, more. Yep. over the rest of the game. And, like, and some of that could have been due to them kind of nursing his knee a little bit, you know, first game back. That totally could have been something. But, you know... <clears throat> How many times have we heard Matt LaFleur say, you know, I got to find more ways to get him involved. And like, it's like, dude, here's the perfect example. You got your top receiver and Christian Watson is not playing. Um, you, you know, your top tight end right now, uh, you know, obviously uh, Kraft has been, you know, great as a fill-in for Musgrave, but Musgrave's not playing. And Wicks is injured and your second best receiver in Jaden Reed may not play. Like this would be the game to let him go, but I am I'm going to be looking at the receivers because, you know, right now Christian Watson's not playing, and you know we have no idea about Reed whether or not he's going to play, especially if he doesn't play. You know that makes Dobbs and Wicks like your your two starting receivers, and they're both very good. They've shown a lot of promise this year, um, but you know even Wicks he's still dealing with that ankle injury. How much can he go? You know, and if mm-hmm. he can't go the entire game, then you're looking at Dobbs and Malik Heath. And, you know, Malik Heath, like, feels like everybody wants to love him. It's just he's got to make the most of his opportunities, and he hasn't done necessarily that the entire season. Now, as of late, he's had a bigger role, and I feel like he's done a really good job making the most of his opportunities. 
but he's certainly, if he's going to become, you know, receiver two or three, like he's certainly going to get a lot more looks this week. And, you know, can he consistently make the most of those opportunities? Um, you know, especially when he's going to be, you know, if Reed and Watson both don't play and if Wicks, you know, can't play the whole game, like he's going to be getting a lot of passes thrown his way more than likely. And you got to make the most of those opportunities. So wide receiver room, again, you know, against the Panthers, you know, we shouldn't need Jordan Love to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns against the yeah. Panthers. Like, you should be able to just run the ball. But, like, the reality is the pass game is still going to be important. Like, you're going to have to do it. You're going to be throwing most of the game because uh, that's just the way this offense is going right now. And so, um, you know, with the injuries in the receiver room, especially for a guy like Malik Keith, like, you know, this is a great week to step up and, you know, prove that, you know, you can contribute just alongside these other guys who have who've proven all year long that, you know, that they're ballers and that they're going to continue making plays. So um, I'm really looking at the wide receiver, wide receivers this week and, and Tucker Kraft as well. I mean, he's been playing really well uh, since filling in for Luke Musgrave, but um, you know, he, again, that's one of those things as a rookie, like you're taking over the number one role there. Like he's been doing great, but make sure that you continue that and make the most of those opportunities when you get them. Um, he's been doing a fantastic job the last couple of weeks, but you know now is not the the week to 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 take off or to miss you know on some of these opportunities. So, yep, absolutely. Um, well, let's move to the defensive side of the ball here, Jimmy. Um, you know, again, I, I said it in the open. Bryce Young hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in a month. Um, I I will bet you all of my child's Christmas toys that he mm -hmm. throws one. Um, which yes. I mean. I don't know. I feel like I mean you got a you got a kid younger than Patrick, so you can use all those. So that this would be fine if I lose this. Bet. <laughs> but I will bet you all of his Christmas gifts that uh, Bryce Young throws at least one touchdown pass against this defense. I'm worried about multiple. Uh, what are you looking at? I mean, we haven't had a whole lot of great things to say about the defense the last couple of weeks. Hopefully that changes this weekend against the Panthers, which it really should, um, yep. given given everything. But what are you keeping an eye on with the defense this week? I think the big thing is seeing how we adjust to kind of protecting the middle of the field. That's been a huge weak spot. We definitely saw it this past week uh, with the Buccaneers taking advantage of that zone. I know Campbell isn't going to be playing, but uh, they'd always get that matchup of Campbell having to guard, guard Chris Godwin. Like this is a copycat league. If Barry goes out in the same zone, soft zone defense, they're going to do that same mismatch. You either get Quay or McDuffie on a slot receiver and that middle of the field is going to be wide open. And if you look at Bryce Young's stats, in the middle field alone, from zero to zero yards to 20 yards, that's where he's been the most successful. That's where he has almost 900 of his yards just in that little area. Uh, by far, his best, best, uh, his best throwing, uh, his the best throwing area that he that he has. So if we can guard that and just have some kind of discipline to just not let him just pick apart our defense is going to be important. And if you look uh, again at his, this is on PFF, his kept clean. And then his under pressure stats. If you get pressure on him, he has zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Like he's, you have to, you can't let him just pick you apart in the middle and you have to get pressure on him. Uh, against the Giants, we sucked ass at that. Zero sacks the whole game. DeVito, one read, two read, out. Bryce Young also is a scrambler, but we did better against the Buccaneers. We sacked Mayfield, was it five times? Kenny Clark had a monster game with two sacks. We're going to need something like that again. We can't give him time and let him scramble uh, like we did to DeVito. So it's just pretty much learning from the mistakes of these last two games. Don't let them scramble. Protect the middle of the field. We'll be good. But 
it's easier said than done. We'll see what happens. Yeah, clearly, because it, it feels like this is the third week in a row. We've said it feels like the same thing with this defense. And, you know, I mean, I'm I'm going to I'm going to piggyback off of, you know, what I said last week. Uh, last week, you know, my whole thing with the defense was like, I just wanted them to come out like really like fired up and, you know, like pissed off about how they played against the Giants. Right. And man, did they take the exact opposite approach? Like, it's almost like they were like, man, oh, shucks, guys, like, you know, we let this happen to Tommy DeVito and, uh, you know, like Mike Evans is going to just eat us alive. And it turned out it was Chris Godwin, I think, instead. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody had big games against Green Bay's defense last weekend. But like, like at this point, like I want to see some fire and some passion from this defense because like it does like and I'm not saying it's not there. OK, like, you know, what goes on inside that locker room? Um you know, it, it may very well be happening, but it just doesn't seem like it's coming out on the field. And like, this is two weeks in a row now with poor defensive performances and like come out with some passion, some fire, some energy. And like, like you have the perfect offense to do it against. Like Bryce young is not a great quarterback right now. It granted he's a rookie and it could change, but like right now coming into this week, like this defense should absolutely feast on this offense it, it, for for how poorly they've played like this is literally a perfect get right game for you and if and like if you can't do it this weekend like i don't know like when you're ever going to feel any better about this defense like because i mean th- this is this is as easy as it gets for them um and so like i just want to see some passion some fire from them you know like this would be a great weekend to have multiple turnovers and you know multiple sacks and you know just really come out and shut down the panthers like that's that's what i would hope this defense would do is you know come out and like just be like hey we're upset with our performance from the last two weeks and we're going to correct this week we're going to show a lot of fire a lot of passion um and so that's really what just what i want to see from them like come out be pissed off make plays and like Show the product on the field that the fans can see that, like, you know, like, hey, this is what you should be getting. Um, so I, I know that's not really overly specific. That's very general. But, like, that's all I really want to see from him at this point because I don't have a whole lot of faith in Joe Barry. Nobody does. But, I, like, just because we don't have faith in the defensive coordinator doesn't mean that the players can't come out and show some passion and some fight, you know, and a lot of energy when they go out there, even if they're still – you know, getting beat in certain areas, like that's fine. But like, that's something that you can, you know, visibly see. And so that's what I want to see from the defense this weekend. Yeah, no, absolutely. We'll see, man. Like, like you said, this really, this, this is a, a make or break. Joe Barry will get fired before his contract runs up game. So well, defense well, has to come out hot. Well, and quite honestly, I mean, I'm not saying it should happen, but like, if 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 the if if the, if the Packers lose this game, this is really a question mark game for everybody. Like from Matt Lafleur on down. Like, if you yeah. can't get this right this weekend, I'm not saying that Matt Lafleur needs to be fired, but there's got to be a lot of serious questions of like, really, guys, like you can't go and beat the two and twelve Panthers. Like, and I understand they're all professional athletes. You know, you get the same response. They all get paid to go out there. That's very true. So, like, I don't want to diminish anything from the Panthers. But, like, it, it, it's every league. It's always the same. There are really good teams and there are really bad teams. 
And even average teams should be able to go out there and beat really bad teams. And right now, this year, the Panthers are a really bad team. Yep. And if you can't get that right, I just don't know how you can feel confident with anything moving forward. So no, there, we, there we go. We ended the Christmas Eve show on a negative note, like I, you know, like I wanted to get away from. But I no, mean, we have to do it. That, we got to let everyone know. It's all that's downhill. Who we are. That's who we are as Packer fans. You just go on Twitter <laughs> and it's all negative. So yeah. ho- hopefully it's hopefully it's not negative. Hopefully it's a it's a fun Sunday for the Packers. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully we get a win and keep the keep the hope alive for for yet another week. Because I mean, if I Jimmy, it's got to be that if they lose to the Panthers, I mean their their playoff chances have to go to almost zero, right? Yeah, I I feel like it's pretty much at this point we win out or we're not in. Like, I think if we lose any of these three games, I think if we lose one, this is probably the one that hurts the least. But, um, yeah, I think at this point, though, it's just win out or no chance. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, Real quick, Jimmy, let's wrap things up. If people want to find you, get in touch with you, follow your work, how can they do that? No, dude, you skipped something. We got to do our predictions. Oh, you are. (laughs) It's bad when I remember you don't. It is really bad. All right. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's uh, do that real quick. Uh, Jimmy, give me your prediction for the game. What do you got? I'm going to go, I'm going to keep having faith in this, this Packers team. I'm going to go bounce back game. We're going to have 24 points and we're going to hold them to, we're going to hold them to 10. I, I lied. 24, 13. That's what we're doing. 24, 13. <laughs> Had to give them an extra scoring opportunity, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. 2413. Um well, man, I, I don't know. It's like I want to take the Packers, but everything about the last two weeks has told me that that's not going to happen. Um if you pick the Panthers, I'm going to leave my family today and tell them sorry and I'm going to drive to your house and slash your tires. There's no <laughs> way that you can Pick the Panthers. Actually, I understand the last two weeks the Packers have struggled. The the, the Panthers, Jimmy. Like, I'm not going to pick the Panthers because it, it is just absurd to pick the Panthers. But so yes, I will pick the Packers. But I, mind you, I don't feel great about picking them right now, and it's mostly mm-hmm. due to the defense. Um, yeah. Like this is a perfect example of a game that should end up somewhere around 28 to 10 for the Packers. And yet I'm going to pick the Packers to win 27, 24. Okay. Okay. Like I, I think green Bay, like they always do in games like these, make it way closer and make it like way more nerve wracking. And more than likely from my point of view, they'll win the game 27, 24 and they'll win and they'll still have a great opportunity to make the playoffs. And I'll feel totally terrible about the game. I like it, it's just one of those games where you leave like not feeling great. It, it, exactly like I feel exactly like I did after the Rams game earlier this year when they got off their four game losing streak and they played. I don't even remember the guy's name that played quarterback for the Rams that day, and they won like what Ryan twenty to three or something like that. Yeah. And, and like I, my literal question was like, yeah, we won, but does anybody really feel good about this? Like that, that's how I feel like I'm going to end up being after this game. So I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I like your prediction way better than mine. Um, but something tells me mine's yeah, me more too. realistic than yours. We'll see, man. Panthers absolutely suck. 
and we hey, got we said him. the same thing about the Giants. Yeah, you know, trap game, whatever. <laughs> Buccaneers, they've had some moments this season. Well, the Buccaneers are a legit team. I don't actually feel all that bad about losing to the Bucs. It's the way that we lost that game that anyway, we're, we're way over. Nobody wants to hear us, you know, bemoan the Packers at this point. It's Christmas Eve, so uh, let's don't sorry, don't things. put us in that. If that was you, you're the one struggling. I confidently picked the Packers. You're in the <laughs> category of your own, dude. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, Jimmy, now let's actually wrap up the show here. If people want to follow your work, get in touch with you. How can they do that? Yeah, follow me on Twitter, Jimmy underscore C08. Uh, everything's posted there. Lombardi's Bar Wednesdays, Packer Report articles, these Packer Day episodes. Just follow there. Everything's posted. All right. Awesome. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at producer Nick LB. Um, well, Jimmy, thanks for doing this uh, the day before Christmas Eve. Uh, Gage, unable to join us today as he was at Christmas one of four this year. So, yeah. um, man, blessings to that man. Because, I mean, more, I don't know about you, Jimmy, but like, man, more than one in a year is exhausting. I can't imagine doing four. They made a Dude, comedy out of it. It's called Four Christmases. Sometimes and uh, one from what I remember of that movie, nobody had fun. No. I, sometimes I'm halfway through my one Christmas. I'm like, all right, guys, let's wrap this up. <laughs> I'm sick so, of you guys. So, and, you know, next week it'll be New Year. So who knows what the schedule looks like next week for all of us. But uh, hopefully Gage will be able to join us next week. But uh, if you have a moment, pray for him and uh, <laughs> pray for him and his four Christmases. Hopefully hopefully it's all good. Uh, I don't know his family dynamic. but uh, I hope it sucks, honestly, for skipping up. <laughs> I hope it's awfully as terrible Christmas. Well, see, now now it's you, because I hope he has a great Christmas. Four times <laughs> over. So. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Enjoy the game today. Have a great Christmas Eve. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. And as always, go Pack. Go. 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 Go